Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Departures and returns. Let's step into the ring. Welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. And now, Joe Pizzapia. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizzapia. Welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. It's you and it's me. It's all things wrestling here. You can check us out on the In This League podcast network. Join the ITL Army over on Patreon. And, of course, subscribe to In This Ring wherever you get your pods and follow us on social media at In This Ring on the Twitter machine and at JoePizzaPS17 as well. And it's not the normal high-energy uh, open to the show today that I usually do because woke up this morning to the news of Jay Briscoe passing away at the age of 38 in a car accident. Um, it seems like... Potentially his daughters were in this car as well, and they're being treated a, a horrible set of circumstances for the Briscoe family, family and, and it's a Mark's birthday today. It's just a, a, a surreal kind of situation here. I think we're all just kind of still taking it in. I see last night on NXT, they kind of came in and broke the news there, which was great that they did because they're part of the wrestling community. <clears throat> you know, you know whether they're on the shows that you watch or not, they've worked with the people that are on the shows you watch, and you have to understand that that that's a big deal. It's a, it's a very bizarre family. This world of professional wrestling, and Jay Briscoe. You know, I would say the Briscoes at this point they have to be considered one of the great tag teams that ever did it. And I think finally, in a lot of ways, starting to get their flowers. I feel like this latest series with the FTR, <clears throat> especially this most recent match that they had with them where they took back the Ring of Honor championships and they were Ring of Honor tag champions at the time of his death. It felt like after, what, I mean, <clears throat> 20 plus years in the business now? These guys were wrestling since they were teenagers. Huge in Ring of Honor. <clears throat> Jay was champion there. Um, taking the belt off Kevin Steen, right? I think that they were finally getting their respect that they deserved. And I know it's a checkered pass with the Briscoes too, and let's not, you know, necessarily ignore that either. And this is always those things where you come to complicated situations. There's there's good and bad in all people. We can admire the talent of the Briscoes and not like everything that they said or did. <clears throat> I don't. Uh, I also have respect, you know, the, the controversy and, and why the Briscoes haven't, in case you don't know, in case you're somebody who really doesn't, you know, is just a WWE fan and doesn't really, you know, kind of venture outside too much or barely watches the AEW. Huge in Ring of Honor, huge on the independent wrestling scene. Just main fixture figures there across the country and even the world too, Japan and the places. Um... He had made some comments uh, on Twitter regarding, obviously, you know, same-sex marriage and, and some homophobic comments and later did recant them, did indeed apologize, not once but twice. Now, people can be 
skeptic and say, well, they were apologizing again the second time because they really wanted to sign AEW deals. And that's fair. Maybe that's true. Uh, we're not going to know where someone's heart is. I will say this. When you look on Twitter and you see all of the statements from many people, everybody from Seth Rollins all the way, you know, through the independents, like just such lovely stories and, and such, you know, clear kinship um, between the Briscoes and Jay specifically and so many other people that he worked with. So it was kind of um, I, I think that tells you a lot about a person. And I, I like to think. Perhaps it's naive, but I like to think that maybe, just maybe, people can kind of have a moment where, ironically, they might think one thing because, in his words, not mine, I was, you know, defending my God or religion or whatever the hell. But maybe you have a come to Jesus moment and you realize, hey, that's, you know, it's not really cool. It's not how we should be. We should all be inclusive. The world is better that way. And it's not a lifestyle choice. It's who you are if you're gay or if you're straight. Um, and everybody deserves happiness. Now, I hope that in his heart he had that moment and he was authentic. The problem is, again, we'll never quite know. I'm sure the people close to him know. So I'm not going to speculate on that. But it is something you have to mention. It's something you have to talk about because it's part of the legacy. <clears throat> and... That's why it's very important when you have a platform, especially when you are somebody, you know, either in the public eye, in the media, sports figure, entertainer, whatever it might be, that you're careful of what you say. Not because you're worried about the woke mob coming after you or something like that, because think long and hard about when you tweet something. <laughs> is it, number one, is it worth saying out loud in that forum? And number two, how does that make somebody else feel? necessarily like think about other people besides yourself for a second and think about what that means and a little bit more consciousness I think is important you know I think that's that's an important thing that we look inside of ourselves and I'm not telling people how to think I'm not telling people about what their ideals are or anything like that I'm just saying that I think people should tweet less and read more how's that you like that there you go um I saw the Briscoes live only once and it was at the uh, G1 Supercard. Ironically, it was that crazy match where, at the time, Enzo Amore and Big Cass jumped over the barricade and got into a work shoot fight. Now, at the time, I, I said it to my friends. I said, this is absolutely a shoot. This is not a work. You could tell by the way the things are going on there. And Bully Ray Dudley, uh, his reaction to it there. I know a working punch and I know a real punch. <laughs> and it was a... Uh, it definitely seemed like there was some heat going on there between the Briscoes and Enzo Amore and all that stuff. And I think he was trying to make a name for himself and also trying to get in a fight with those guys. And it did not work. It was surreal. It was bizarre. It was a great night of wrestling. It was at the Garden pre-pandemic. It was fantastic. It was Ring of Honor, Supercard with New Japan. And it was just tremendous. What a what an amazing night um, of wrestling. I hope they come back. If they do, I'm going to go 100%. It's such a fun thing to go to. Um, but... I mean, they, they're spectacular. I mean, it, in terms of the work, in terms of the promos, too, I think the authenticity of the promos is really stunning. You know, uh, the the <laughs> the shooting in the backyard, the grittiness. I mean, they had like you felt dirty around the Briscoes. You felt like this is a group of guys that are just like, I don't know. You might, you know, catch something if you hang around them too long. I don't know what, but you'd get something. And I think that was what they were going for. And they succeeded. 
they succeeded. And I, and I know they kind of had a rough go growing up. And I mean, and I think that if you look back at the story of Ring of Honor, probably two of the most influential people in that Ring of Honor run. And Ring of Honor was, you know, a lot of the stars you see now, you know, whether it be Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Adam Cole, you know, Ring of Honor, very instrumental in their success. And Ring of Honor at one point was absolutely spectacular. They had a good five-year run there where it was just great. Um, you know, you could argue longer depending on what you like, but I would say there's a good five, six years there where Ring of Honor was really solid. Um, and Pandemic just killed it. Pandemic killed Ring of Honor. I w- It's a shame because had Ring of Honor not been killed off by Pandemic, and it was going to because it was so based... The revenue was so based on their shows at that point in the gate. And we don't have gate, you know, it was really hard. And they didn't have the infrastructure to pull off what WWE did or the infrastructure, you know, to do what AW did, which is just go rent out one place and you're going to work at Daily Plaza and that's it. Um, <clears throat> so that's unfortunate because it would have been great to have, I think, this kind of rebirth of wrestling in different companies. Ring of Honor really could have stepped in there along with impact, you know, impact had its home. So impact was able to withstand it. Ring of honor really didn't have a, like I said, the infrastructure to do that impacted AEW had the money to do it and figure it out. And WWE clearly always had the infrastructure to do that. So it's a, it's a very sad day for the wrestling community, but far sadder for the Briscoe family. I can't imagine, you know, I don't have brothers. I can't imagine what it's like to lose a sibling uh, to lose a brother, to lose a brother on my birthday, to possibly have my nieces involved in the same accident. Who, uh, I mean, if that is indeed what's going on here, uh, again, you know, we're still waiting for more information uh, on this. But Jay Briscoe at the age of 38 uh, is gone. And, uh, you know, it's it sucks because, you know, you really started to see the Briscoes, like I said, getting the respect that they deserved on a national scale like on a national attention level i think if you are a hardcore wrestling fan you know if you haven't watched any briscoe matches watch briscoes versus ftr wherever you can watch um el generico and kevin steen against the briscoes watch um adam cole and jay briscoe it, it there's a lot of good stuff out there you can find go watch it um but yeah it's it's a huge bummer and and you know i don't know if the briscoes ever would have gotten a wwe I think AEW was was right there. I think the thing it felt as though it was softening, hence putting the belts on them on a pay-per-view that was purchased by Tony Khan to run. You know, that it, it all felt like they were trying to gently massage it and say, okay, look, just just let them work. Just watch them work. We'll, we're, get, we're gonna keep finding ways to get you in the door, get you in the door, and then we'll put the belts on you. And then at a certain point, you know, you just can't be denied. And it felt like that's the direction it was going. I also felt and I could be wrong, but you know, the Briscoe's presence, just like FTR's presence kind of reminds you that the young bucks are not the best tag team in the world. And I don't know how much the young bucks and the presidentes liked that. I really don't. I think there's definitely some jealousy there because I think the hardcore wrestling fandom will tell you if you, if you ask me to name the top three tag teams in wrestling, I will name FTR. I will name the Usos. I will name the Briscoes all before I even think about the Young Bucks. Sorry, that's just true. Um, They're just not the same level. 
not in promo, certainly not in in-ring ability. I'm not talking about flippy stuff. I mean, if we want to talk about flippy stuff, I'll take Pentagon and Phoenix with Lucha Bros over them 100%. Any, I'd rather watch those guys any day of the week, which is why when you watch, if you say what are the best matches that the Young Bucks have had in the last two years, it's the matches against FDR and the matches against the Lucha Brothers. What are we, stupid? What are we, is that an accident? No, because they make them look like a million bucks. Can you elevate the other people around you who aren't as good or, or aren't at your level necessarily? That's what makes you great. And that's something that the Briscoes were able to do. Certainly FDR can do also. So yeah, I, I don't I don't put them in that same I don't put them top three. Um and look, this is it's just a really sad set of circumstances here for, for many reasons. Professionally, you know, and obviously you personally feel for the Briscoe family. And, and, you know, we're going to talk about wrestling here today. We're going to talk about some other stuff going on because fortunately there's some good things, even some good AW things that I'm excited about. Can you, you, can you believe it? We actually got to this point. It's the 18th of January and I'm actually excited about AW again. I'll tell you why in a second, but it's, uh, we had to start the show and I couldn't save this for the end. It's hard to transition out of it. It's just a sad set of circumstances and that's about all you can say about it. Um, What's great is that it did feel like the Briscoes certainly had a lot of respect from their peers and their co-workers, certainly a ton of respect from the fans, and it's just now you, you, you're missing a husband, missing a father, and that's that's the stuff that's just brutal. It's absolutely brutal, and uh, all we could do is send our condolences to the Briscoes and their family and, uh, you know, just continue to hope that, uh, everybody else involved in that accident can, you know, make full recoveries. Uh, I know he wasn't the only person who lost his life. So again, we don't know the circumstances, but we send all of our, um, best wishes to the other person's family as well involved in the accident on the other end of it. Um, you know, I'm sure more details will come, but at the end of the day, it doesn't change the facts and the hard facts are, it's a very sad state of affairs and I'm not going to hold Jay Briscoe up to being a pillar of the community necessarily, but I will say Jay Briscoe was an incredible professional wrestler and seemed like a, a very well-respected guy by his peers. And I think those are important things. And it seemed like a very loving dad from some of the social media stuff. So once again, you know, no human is perfect. Everybody does things that they're not proud of. I can only hope in his heart that he, you know, truly did mean those apologies that he gave. And we can leave it at that. Because at the end of the day, two kids are going to have to grow up without a dad. And that's, that sucks. You know, that's, that's a, that's a tough situation here. Um, so look, it's, it's, it's certainly, uh, like I said, a shocking set of circumstances and somebody who came up the hard way, which I have a lot of respect for, especially in this wrestling business. I mean, he was wrestling in Ring of Honor since 2002. <laughs> you know, it is 2023. So you can equate the Briscoes with Ring of Honor. They are synonymous with that brand. Uh, incredible work in New Japan. You saw them in Impact Wrestling in 2022, kind of, you know, make some moments there with the good brothers and you know they they were they were right there i feel like on the precipice and it's it's unfortunate okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They didn't get to see it all the way through. So we'll have to put a bow on that and uh, hope for better days. And speaking of better days, it's a good feeling. And I think we could all use a good feeling to see Adam Cole back. Uh, somebody that I was legitimately worried about physically never making it back to wrestling because concussions are no joke. We saw what it did to Daniel Bryan's career. We saw what it done to many other careers over the years. And to see him come back in this new year was great. It was exhilarating. It was surprising. Crowd was completely jacked up as they should be. I was completely jacked up for it and excited. Showed my kids. I said, you got to see this. Look at this. Adam Cole's back. They were excited. It's very rare in professional wrestling in the same company you get a fresh start. Sometimes you have to go away for it to happen. You don't want to go away for injury reasons, but Adam Cole went away for injury reasons and he needed a reset because Adam Cole came into this company red hot. Everybody loves Adam Cole. Everybody wants Adam Cole to be successful. If you are an AEW fan, if you're a Ring of Honor fan, if you were a WWE fan, you love that NXT fan, you love Adam Cole. Okay, I don't, a lot of people don't like Adam Cole. If you don't like Adam Cole, I don't know what's wrong with you. You know, he's he's entertaining. He's a great wrestler. He's a one of the great promos out there. He, he he's he's the goods, man. And he's just such a good dude. He's such a good guy. And he comes down there red hot. Everybody, Adam Cole, baby. It was fantastic. That's how I wanted to start the show today. He's back, baby. But I couldn't do that unfortunately because of the situation. And he, you know, he he cut a fantastic promo what exactly I expected Adam Cole to do, the good news, bad news, you know, the good news is, you know, that I'm back, you know, and I'm healthy, uh, and the bad news is that uh, everybody in the locker room now has to deal with me because I can wrestle again. Yay, let's go. And it's scary stuff, man. MRIs, headaches, all these different issues, you know. Um, the concussions are no joke. So now that he's been cleared, it's time to use Adam Cole properly. And trying to recreate the Undisputed Era like they did and putting him with the Young Bucks, all that stuff did not work. I know there's buddies and I know, like, look, sometimes you got to know the friends that are your friends and then the friends that you can work with that get the best out of you as a professional. And I just don't think any of that booking worked. It was completely mucked from start to finish. It was so muddy and weird. Nobody knew. I mean, we all kind of knew where it was going, but it never went there. It's look, it it was. It sucked. Okay, it sucked. It was a waste of Adam Cole. It almost buried Adam Cole, frankly. And then to have him get hurt on top of it is even more frustrating. But it is so clear what you do now. You put Adam Cole in a feud with a good, high-level heel who actually knows what he's doing and can take care of him physically. Miro's the guy that comes to mind. He ain't doing anything. Let's get Miro into this. Now, will Miro job out to Adam Cole? That's another question you have to ask yourself. I don't know if that's going to happen. If not... Ethan Page would be my other person that I would say that's a that's a good worker. Page will take care of him. And I think that's a, that's a good situation where Page is still up and coming. It could even elevate Page too cuz he can talk and hang with Adam Cole. That is a really good one. Um I also know a lot of people are thinking, "Hey, let's well, let's give Adam Cole a, a brand new faction. Let's put him back with the Kingdom from Ring of Honor days, right? Get Mike Kanellis and Matt Taven together with him 
and Maria. And I'm all for, I'm for that. I don't want to do it right away. Because I think there's a power to standalone Adam Cole that we haven't quite seen on this level yet. You know, we didn't, we, we saw it a little bit, we saw glimpses of it in NXT, <clears throat> but typically speaking, it was the Undisputed Era, which, which was, again, one of my all-time favorite factions. It was so great. Their run was terrific. Just fantastic. All-time great run for a faction. I think it's time to see Adam Cole on his own a little bit. If eventually we do get to the kingdom, that's fine. But boy, where were they? Hey, Zeus. Again, Tony loves to buy these toys at the garage sale, but then he leaves them in the crate. Doesn't take them out and play with them. It's a problem. You're wasting your money. Um, but clearly what you do is you put them in a high level feud. No belts, no thing. You don't do that. You don't put them with Darby out. You don't do any of that stuff. You put them at a high level feud with a good professional heel who is going to Maybe come out better for that job working with him anyway. Paige, Miro, one of those two guys, they come to mind immediately for me. And then, then what you do is you put him in MJF. You move on from Brian Danielson after MJF. You have to put MJF over. And then you move on to Adam Cole. And I'm telling you right now, boys and girls, Adam Cole, MJF, take my money. I want to hear it. I want to see it. The promos will be spectacular. The back and forth will be spectacular because neither of them are gigantic humans. And make no mistake, you know, putting Brian Danielson with him is, is with MJF right away makes sense because Brian Danielson also not a huge human being. When you put, <laughs> you know, him next to, you know, W Morrissey or somebody like, like MJF looks like a peanut, you know, or even next to Wardlow, which is the danger of always Wardlow MJF as MJF looks small, but he's a heel, but, but when he's champ, it's different. You know, it's a champ. It's a visual. that's kind of tough sometimes, uh, unless he has a bodyguard presence. It's kind of the old Shawn Michaels diesel kind of situation, which you, you know, you kind of, I'm the smaller guy, but I got my muscle behind me. Like that stuff kind of works, but I want Adam Cole MJF. <clears throat> if we get that feud this spring, right around WrestleMania season, AEW <clears throat> has a real, opportunity to steal a lot of thunder they really do because i for one i that is appointment viewing for me i want to see it i want part of it let's go and if you have page be that first guy then you can kind of tie in the firm and this whole thing there which could be really fun you know it could absolutely be fun and then you can get the kingdom involved too and do some bigger matches so there's it's all there just don't screw it up like tony khan needs to not screw this up because it is literally right there it is hard in this company to get a baby face. It is really hard to make a baby face work because everybody's just levels of bad. Pretty much you're either levels of bad or you're goofy. And this is something Nate and I used to talk about all the time in the show it was one of the problems with AEW. Everybody's a heel. Nate used to say it all the time. Everybody's a heel. What in the hell? And he's right. Everybody was a heel because the fan base doesn't really like good guys, but the fan base does like somebody they can root for that they love. And Adam Cole is that guy. And it is hard to find it. CM Punk was that guy. You don't really have a lot of those guys. You know, Brian Danielson is that guy. So the, you got a finite number of them. You have to use them carefully. And Adam Cole is the only one with a lot more future ahead of him instead of past behind him. That's the difference with Adam Cole. So this is a very exciting time for AEW. Yes, I said that. It's a very exciting time for AEW. Brian Danielson did have some fun stuff there too with uh, MJF and uh, 
Uh, Takeshita, which again, is a terrible name. I don't care if it's his real name or not. Like Takeshita is a hard thing to say. It does look like take shitta. That's what it looks like. Takeshita is a hard thing to pronounce, to read, to say. I just don't, I mean, of all the things, like, you know, we change names of wrestling all the time. Like this is a name that needs to be changed and he's great. I love this guy. I loved him when he debuted. I thought, look, this is a guy you're going to invest in. He's really good. They've got the makings of some really good things going. And of course, of course, you did get eventually. Guess what? The Elite won the seventh match. Can you believe it? The seventh match between the Elite and the Death Triangle. Can you believe that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega won? I mean, I'm so surprised. I can't believe it. I just, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I can't believe it. Who who knew? Who would have thought that the Young Bucks would want belts on themselves? Christ. Ugh. It was a good match. It was fun. Um, I, I keep going back to it. I, I watched, again, if you didn't see it, go watch Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. It is a banger. It is violent. It is great. And it's not violent. Look, the blood aside, you know, up until the blood, it was it was very violent, purposeful match. It was great. It's the Kenny Omega that I enjoyed. It's the Kenny Omega I never see in the United States. I hope we get a little bit more of that. But now Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks can inflate their egos with some more belts instead of putting new guys over and making more stars for the company that they're vice presidents in. <sighs> but whatever. Also a note on Rampage too, because I know everybody's talking about this. The women's hardcore match there that they had, the street fight with Anna Jay and Tay Conti and Willow Nightingale and Ruby Soho. And I and I like all four of them in their own way. Um, Tay Mello could have really hurt Ruby Soho with that pile driver into that table. She did not have her secured properly. She is a very strong woman. She is not strong enough for that particular move. I could tell you as a fight choreographer for 20 plus years... You have to know the people you're working with. Whoever agented that match made a terrible call on that move. That could have gone so much worse. I know everybody's so worried about Anna Jay's bump, which was a huge bump that she took. But the Ruby one through that table upside down could have gone far worse, far worse. And, you know, this is the this is their event. Two of these matches now in the last six months. And I know the women want the respect of the, you know, the crowd and all this stuff. And they think you, you got to get bloody to do it. You don't need to get bloody to get the respect of the crowd. You have to have good matches. You have to have good promos. You know, this is, I always feel like this type of wrestling is what you do when you can't do anything else. Um, and this wasn't like this blood feud that really, it's not on a pay-per-view. It's on freaking Rampage where 400,000 people are watching. Why? Why are you putting your career at stake if you're 24-year-old Anna Jay for a giant bump like that? It's completely unnecessary. And now everyone's talking about it. And like, I know people are split. Some people are like, oh, give them credit. I give them credit for being tough, but I don't give them credit for being stupid with their careers. It's unnecessary. You don't do this kind of stuff. I, I, I'm telling you right now. And it and and there are amazing female talents out there. Bianca Belair can pile drive somebody through a table because she can hold them up in the proper position, jump off the apron and go through that table and secure them. Tay Melo can't do that. Tay and Ruby are nearly the same size. And this is not about giving them credit for toughness or any of that nonsense. This is about if you 
spent a little bit more time working together in the ring and getting some really good matches together as opposed to just thumbtacks and tables and blood and nonsense. Like, there's nowhere to go from there. So now what are you going to do? And you're going to put yourself, your, your career in danger at 24 years old if you're Anna Jay to take a big spot on Rampage? This is the problem. AEW becomes a spot fest sometimes instead of being professional wrestling company, which is what they long to be considered. And they call themselves professional wrestlers and the biggest heels in the company are the JAS who call themselves sports entertainers. Well, guess what? Sports entertainers don't take that bump. Okay. Again, it's, it was not a good look. So there's good and there's bad. The good news is the women's division is looking up though. They've definitely got some good things going on there. So that is positive. This was not one of them. I'm sorry. Stop giving people credit for lazy wrestling because that's what it was. It's blood and guts, BS wrestling, because you can't work in the ring together well, and you can't hold attention, so you got to beat the crap out of each other in real life. That's what it is. That's what it is. And it's okay to do that in a feud on a pay-per-view where you're getting paid for that, and people want to see that. It's nothing to do it on a random Friday night on Rampage. And the only reason people are talking about it is not for the good reason. It's because, basically, you put people at risk and people were worried about you. Real quick, some WWE stuff before we go. Looks like the Hurt Business is coming back. Yay! I like the Hurt Business. We didn't get enough out of the Hurt Business. Uncle Howdy hanging out with Alexa Bliss. This is good stuff, too. We're going to get Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair at Royal Rumble. I'm liking that. I'm excited for it. Uh, I can't believe this. I'm excited every time Dominic Mysterio comes on the screen. I can't believe it. How did we get here? It's so weird. I I'm excited about AEW and Dominic Mysterio. 2023 is going to be weird, folks. It's going to be a weird year. But holy crap, it's so funny. Every time he comes out, he says stupid things about being in jail and Jey Uso and Jimmy Uso making fun of him for being in prison and the Vatos Locos thing. I mean, that was just gold. It's gold. And he takes himself so seriously. I never thought we'd get here, but we did. It's good. And of course, we're getting closer now. The long-term storytelling of the bloodline has been so good. And the Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens stuff. And then you have that match on SmackDown and Sammy gets saved by the Usos after trying to handle it himself. And you could tell the very frustrated. It's great. It's really entertaining. Um, that show was eh, but I will say that moment was great. And the build to what we're getting to with Sammy and the bloodline and all this stuff is going to be absolutely spectacular. I can't wait for it. We got the Royal Rumble preview coming up next week. Can't wait for that either. Anything's going to be better than last year's Royal Rumble because last year's Royal Rumble sucked. It was probably the worst ever, if not the second worst ever. So we can have that conversation too. It's going to be a good time. In the meantime, don't forget, follow us on the Twitter machine at In This Ring at JoePZPS17. Join the ITL Army in this league at Patreon and subscribe to In This Ring wherever you get your pods. That'll do it for me. And that's the bottom line, because Joe P. said so. Bruiser Brody didn't wear no mouth guard. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.